0: If there was a place out there called like the Grand Mall, and but their flagship store was Little Caesars. <laughs> Grand Mall Caesars. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't say it was good. It was don't, good. Uh, <laughs> don't compete with Nikki G. <laughs> no, no, don't. Nikki G I can't. has his job. Let him leave him alone. But
0: it was funny. I was like, well, that's weird. I was thinking about Little Caesars earlier today too, but for a completely different mm-hmm.
1: reason. Yeah. Hmm. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Nexen USA, we got you. Find out more about the Jeep Talk Show's favorite tire, the Nexen Tire Rodian MTX, at NexenTireUSA.com.
0: Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wendy, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good
2: for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And so I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. And I want to remind everybody uh, to use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show, or again, Pound Jeep Talk Show, which we're perfectly fine with, uh, or the hashtag. Uh, or I should say, and the hashtag uh, giveaways, because not only is it Jeep Talk Show, but it's fantastic giveaways that we're doing uh, sometimes every week. And here over the last several weeks, it has been every week. So uh, keep listening. uh, Be winner uh, on some of these great giveaways that we're doing. And share the information with other people. We want to grow the show. Share the fun and the joy that you're having with the show with other people. The JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Welcome to the show, Jeeper.
0: On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be covering what happened to a train, cu- uh, train carrying Jeeps in Ohio. We'll find out why a two-year-old was thrown from a Jeep, and we'll even be talking about Quadratex SEMA Gladiator. You won't believe what happened behind the scenes. Later in the show, I've got your fix for that wonky rear defrost.
1: Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and you have heard we've moved, right? Well, you can find my Newbie Nuggets on our new Tuesday episodes. We changed the day the episode airs, but nothing else changed. Same great show, and Newbie Nuggets still has all kinds of topics for the newest of Jeepers.
2: Still that same great flavor. Not, on, mm-hmm. not under new ownership. Uh, no, you know, same. You, you know you bought a bad business whenever you have to put up their new ownership. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Tony, and I have absolutely nothing written down here, but I'm just trying to associate my voice with the name so you'll know who the players are. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep.
0: <laughs> God, geez, but are the wheels and tires still good? Oh, my God. Well, a freight train derailed Tuesday evening in Ravenna Township, Ohio. On the train, there appeared to be at least two new Jeeps. But knowing how these train cars are configured, it's safe to say there could be at least 20-something more Jeeps in this one train car alone. All those Jeeps now possibly headed for the crusher. God, what a shame. Authorities said nobody was injured in the incident. And out of the entire lineup of rail cars, only 22 of them actually derailed. Apparently, lots of rock salt also got spilled, but nothing hazardous. Crews were at the scene over the last couple of days conducting a big cleanup. Norfolk Southern, the rail company involved in this, said that the train was heading from Bellevue to Conway, Pennsylvania, and had 237 cars and four engines. Not too shabby, out of 237 rail cars, only 22 of them ended up on their side. The train was carrying a variety of freight, but the involved cars are predominantly auto carriers and hoppers, carrying rock salt. One of the local TV news stations managed to get a reporter on scene and spoke to a delightful local man who witnessed the accident who said that his boat had been destroyed in the derailment and that he is very excited to get a check from the railroad for it. The oh my said In an official statement that they are aware of the rail car derailment in Ohio and confirmed that there were Jeep vehicles on board. As the incident is still under investigation and the site is being cleared, they are not confirming just how many Jeeps were involved, however. The Jeep brand will be reaching out to as any, uh, as, as any impacted customers directly and will work to replace vehicles as quickly as possible.
1: Can you imagine waiting, you know, six months, whatever the time frame is, from the time you place your order to get your Jeep and then this happens?
0: Well, I, think I that feel we, for them. I remember vaguely somebody calling into the show one time where something kind of like this happened where you know they had ordered a jeep but um it had taken several months for that jeep to be made and then in the process of delivery of that jeep well the auto carrier got in an accident or something like that and uh, and uh, and that jeep was was totaled uh, and so they they you know it was going to be like another 3 to 6 months for them to get their jeep so imagine having to wait you know 9 months a year yes. to get your jeep and and knowing that you know you could have had it 6 months sooner but there was a train wreck and your Jeep was destroyed. No, that, so that kind of sucks. You know, would you would you feel the same about the Jeep that you got then? Because it wasn't your Jeep. It was just a replacement Jeep.
1: Yeah, I don't I know. Don't, I don't think most people pay attention to something like that. Like if your yeah, Jeep arrives and you didn't know it was Jeep, part right? of that it's, train, yeah. you're like, my car's here. What do I care? Right. You, you didn't even hear about it.
0: Well, I mean, in this case, Jeep is going to be reaching out to customers. Uh, I mean, especially if you were, you know, yeah, your Jeep is on its way. You can take delivery next Tuesday, uh, and then you get a call, you get a phone call, you know, on Monday saying, "Yeah, about that, <laughs> you're going to need to wait another six months."
2: If it had all the stuff, or even stuff that I hadn't ordered that was better, I don't, I wouldn't care.
1: Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, I, I, I just got. You got to
2: wonder because somebody. I mean, the 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 Jeep, other than being white, looks perfectly fine. I mean, I wonder if you Does could buy those though? from the from the uh, from the insurance company.
1: But 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 yeah. why do they have to be totaled if they just have a little ding or something on them? Why That's can't you just you know fix it you know bondo or whatever or just a new quarter panel or whatever?
2: I mean, there's people that love to get that thing for a thousand bucks. You know. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Please, I'll take one. And then you start putting stuff on the tracks to uh, start a business.
1: <laughs> oh, God, Tony.
2: <laughs> Cause derailments. Uh, God.
1: Daddy
2: no. Daddy needs that a new is,
0: Jeep. <laughs> nope. That's not what we're condoning on this show. Sorry, folks. This so flavor- imagine if, if you had ordered a a, a 2022 model, you know, mm-hmm. and it all of a sudden now it's going to be 2023 before you get your Jeep. I mean, I would almost at that point demand a 2023 model. Yes, at the and price you I like,
1: paid for twenty
0: two. Yeah, I was going to say at they at would the demand price, the 233 yeah. price. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I, no. Nope, sorry. So you know, if 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 Jeep wants to make it right, you know, with some people that that may be what it comes down to. I you know I don't know. I am sure well, it's going to be on a well case, Jeep I wasn't case, driving the it, train.
2: I was
1: just going to say is <laughs> now does Stellantis then sue the 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 train company for that? I mean, huh? How does this work? Who pays
2: for this? Hell yeah, and they break even after they get through paying the uh, the lawyers. The, the well, <laughs> the, the question will also arise. I suppose that all comes
0: down to what happens in the investigation. So, if they yep. determine in the investigation that well, it was the 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 the, the operator, yeah, yeah the engineer's engineer. fault. Well, <laughs> yeah, then Forget I can it. imagine that this yeah, Atlantis is going to be is going to have a lawsuit on their hands. You know, uh, going after going after the rail company for for you know. Negligence at that point, or something. I, you know, I don't know. It, I, I think a lot of it is going to stem on what comes out of the investigation, what the cause was, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if, if this is one of those where the, you know, uh, Norfolk Western, I think it was, or Nor- Norfolk Southern, um, if they owned these tracks and there was something faulty with the tracks themselves, well, that would certainly open up the possibility for some litigation as well, because then at that point, that would be, neg- uh, you know, uh, negligent maintenance or you know something like that that caused this. They would be at fault. Now, if it was, you know, uh, the world's biggest moose was on the tracks or something like that, <laughs> and this train hit it, just so happened to derail. You know, I don't know what you know what it would be, but uh, you know, an act of God obviously would would you know no fault, and well, it is what it is at that point. So, but yeah, if you if you're out there listening to this and you have been uh, uh, a Jeeper affected. Uh, by this, and and you're not getting your Jeep, or did not get your Jeep for for a long time. We'd love to hear the uh, the story. Uh, what happened, and and how Jeep made it right, and how long it took for you to actually get your new Jeep. Please give the show a call. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Seems like it was a listener in Canada that had that issue. Uh, where you were talking about they ordered a Jeep. Yeah, something it, it was. Yeah, I think
0: I think so. I think you're right. I think it was. Uh, was it Rich from Canada? Rich? I was yeah, going like, to
2: say I'm not going to be able to pull out a name. I was no. I was pretty impressed with the Canada part. Yeah, me too, actually. (laughs) Ringing bells, though. We'll say, yeah, it was rich. Uh, That's who it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. Well, this is just insane. And I got to blame the parents on this one. Uh, If you have kids and are within the sound of my voice, I beg of you just tell them to comply when talking to a cop. If they've done nothing wrong, then they've got nothing to fear. The person in this story did not have good parents, I'm guessing. And because of that, parts of Washington Street near Round Street in Union Township, Pennsylvania, were blocked off earlier this week due to a police investigation involving a Jeep. According to Newcastle Police, just after 4.30 p.m. on Tuesday, a Jeep with Kentucky registration was pulled over on Lowry Street near Fall Street in Newcastle. A little far from home, aren't you there, Jeeper? As the officer exited the patrol car and approached the Jeep, the driver then sped away from the traffic stop, driving erratically down West Washington Street. As police were rounding a bend trying to catch up to the Jeep near Round Street on Union Township, they saw that the Jeep had crashed, flipping over multiple times, and that the driver and a young girl, around two or three years old, had been thrown from the vehicle. The child was given immediate medical care and flown to UPMC Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh driver was taken to UPMC Jameson to be treated and was turned over to police once released. Charges have now been filed against the 26-year-old driver and uh, help me out with this one guys. Die Di Ryan Day Ryan Mitchell. Sounds sounds right, yeah. Day Ryan. Yeah. Um I- including felony child endangerment, fleeing and eluding and reckless and careless driving. The girl remains at UPMC Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh but is doing better. Mitchell however remains at UPMC Presbyterian Hospital. His condition is unknown at this time, and God willing, we'll never get to drive a Jeep ever again, especially with kids inside. So, is
1: that his daughter, or does he, was he stealing the child? That, like, I, I, I well, need more and, information.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm sorry, this is bad reporting. I, I l- try to look up this uh-huh. information. They are not giving any details as to yeah. the relation between these two individuals. So, um, that, that could mean maybe it's his, but he didn't have custody. Maybe this was a, a, you know, not exactly a kidnapping, but I'm going to take the kid from baby mama type Mm -hmm. of thing. And and there ain't shit that she can do about it. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know. We don't know. Uh, we can only speculate at this point, uh, the details as to why these two individuals were together. Uh, and and also, was-
1: they they don't say why he would have fled. Does he have
0: previous warrants? <laughs> and, and usually, that sort of stuff does come up. Now, I, I did everything except for a a uh, a person check on this on this. You know, I'm not going to do a background check on somebody uh, for a story on, on Jeep Talk Show. But no. um, that that wasn't in the information that I could find. I did not see anything about previous reports or having a warrant or anything like that. And ordinarily. Uh, that, that information is, is usually uh, provided They're usually very forthcoming with that uh, That was not on, on this case So, yeah, a lot of unknown about this one What we uh, know, uh, actually, uh, are all the details Surrounding this, this amazing Jeep that was at SEMA Now, for those who don't know There are just a lot of really cool vehicles at yeah. SEMA you could, you could spend the entire week looking at all of them And probably not, uh, not even get a chance to see 100% of them for those who haven't been following Greg Henderson's sneak peeks of this build through the Zoom Room during our Tuesday Roundtable episode recordings, well, here's the culmination of all of that work that he's put in. This last week in Vegas, the 2022 SEMA show was going on where, well, of course, where Jeep Talk Show had some people uh, as well, but where one, this one-of-a-kind Jeep was unveiled. Now, using a Wrangler 4XE Rubicon as a base, Quadratech worked with master Jeep fabricator and arguably mad scientist Greg Henderson to create the most amazing two-door overlanding build that appears to be capable of conquering virtually any trail or obstacle. By basically cutting the Jeep in half right behind the front doors, Greg then added factory Mopar battery uh, body panels rather, and a new bed that may or may not be available to Jeepers by a company called MotoBuilt. The cabin, as it now was, was successfully shortened and converted to fit two seats as opposed to five. As a result of this smaller cabin, the JTE, as they are calling it, has an additional 10.5 inches of bed space versus a regular Gladiator, but with a remarkably better departure angle. This Jeep bed doesn't have anywhere near as much of the bed hanging over the rear axle as a stock Gladiator does. The Wrangler 4XE Rubicon's PHEV powertrain was unaltered, meaning the JTE features a 17.3 kWh battery paired with a 2.0-liter turbo inline-four, total power output ranging around 375 horsepower. The JTE features a custom Quadratec green paint job, of course, a J550-inch LED light bar, Oracle Lighting flush-mounted LED taillights, bronze 17-inch Lynx Trail Gunner wheels, and 37-inch Nitto Recon Grappler tires. Just looks amazing. And just because they can, the JTE has been equipped with a Lynx 2.5-inch suspension lift along with Lost Canyon bed rack and rooftop tent. Other additions include a Quadratec R.E.S. Rescue brand winch and Carnivore front rear bumpers making this Jeep just as mean-looking as it is capable. Inside, custom Catskin 4XE seats have been added along with QuadraTechs all-weather floor mats. Overland Outfitters' storage bars have also been equipped, opening up the possibilities for all sorts of outfitting and configuring. Vibratech will use the JTE extensively over the coming years as part of its 50 for 50 trail-up initiative. The trail cleanup initiative, the 50 for 50, is done in partnership with nonprofit or not-for-profit organizations, Tread Lightly, Lightly, and aims to clean a trail in each U.S. state over the next two years. Twelve states have already been covered with over 15,000 pounds of trash being collected.
1: I'll bet That's this was ridiculous. nice to see in person. I'm so sad we didn't get to get to SEMA to see it.
0: No, We did get some uh, some behind-the-scenes looks uh, of the unveiling with it still with the mm-hmm. sheet over it, if you will. A bunch of yes. people all around, uh, around the circle, uh, you know, they were out there talking. I got a chance to see Greg out there uh, talking about this thing a little bit as well. Uh, and uh, and then, of course, with the sheet uh, sheet unveiled and everybody's mouths dropping wide open and stuff. And it was just, yeah. I mean, great. I mean, this is the gladiator that they that they should be building. I mean, to be honest, yes, I get the I get the four door. Um, I wish this one was a little bit more of an extended cab. I would have liked to have seen just a little bit more space behind the rear behind the front seats rather. Um, maybe 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 not a full you know extended cab, but maybe a little bit of room to kick yes, back. Yes, because for those you, because you have October's to
1: take your dog call. with you.
0: Well, I mean, there's no there's too, no room you know, to put no. your
1: dog unless he sits in the front seat and the wife sits on doesn't go. <laughs>
0: So I, I like the uh, I like the light bar inside the cab, uh, you know, behind the windshield. That that was uh, that that's an interesting uh, interesting touch. Uh, a lot of interesting touches as far as like some of the body color integrated into some panels into the bumpers. Um, just the nice contrast with the wheels. The wheel and tire selection was just top notch on that. Uh, and then of course some uh, tying in with uh, the 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 headlight bezels and the, and the grills, uh, the, the grill openings and stuff as well. Uh, a little bit of the bronze in that as, as well. Uh, all the badging and, and the color sp- uh, spectrum and everything just really, really knocked it out of the park. Greg did a, just an amazing job on this build. S- certainly one of his best, if you ask me.
1: And it was really cool. Everybody could see it sort of happening on the Zoom room. So if you're not paying attention and joining the Zoom people, you're missing out on cool things like this.
2: Yeah, first yeah, time absolutely. ever for someone like this. It was really cool to watch uh, Watch him uh, um, cut stuff up and curse a lot.
0: <laughs> really <Throw> a hatchet <gadget laughs> <to> the <laughs> Back tailgate, you know things like that. You know, normal, normal I think, behavior.
2: I think he had, if I remember right, he had sixty-five DT, DTE codes on it at one point, and it would not run. Gosh. <laughs> Well, and it, like, and it was getting close to SEMA at the, the two. So. Yeah, it was
0: like four or five days away. It was like you know, a week <laughs> away in sixty-five codes on that thing. I mean, I, what, what do you expect when you take half the Jeep away and it's like, wait a minute, twitch, twitch. I'm missing half my organs. Twitch, twitch. What's going on? Yeah, no, cool, cool build. We'll have some pictures in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. You can check it out yourself. Uh, really, just stunning, stunning build. And if you think that this is the Gladiator the Jeep should be building, well, by all means, drop us a voicemail or an email. Let us know what you have to say about this amazing Quadratech JTE Gladiator. And, of course, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, let us know. You can reach out to us uh, by uh, heading over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find the phone numbers and uh, our email address and how to interact with us here at the show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Have you been over to the 4x4 Radio Network recently? Well, man, there is a ton of great off-road shows there. The web's best off-road shows all in one place. The On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the 4x4 podcast, Jeep Talk Show is there. The Center Steer podcast is there. All kinds of great off-road shows. It's all free. It's all in one place. The number four, letter X, the number four, and radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
2: Hey, coming up in Tech Talk: Having problems seeing out the rear window of your Jeep? Josh has some tips for repairing that rear defrost, but not on the uh, the soft tops, right? This just the hard yeah, tops. No,
0: no. The, yeah, if you got a soft okay. top, you're probably going to go ahead and skip that segment.
2: <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the technical, clear, content, advice, and learning.
0: Was that, was that promo made back when we were only doing one show a week? Probably. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Yeah, it's Like probably. We're doing four episodes a week now. I was like, oh man, yes. we got to up our game a little
2: bit. Well, I can play it three more times. Um, no, that's all I right. that's
0: good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners scrambling for the fast forward button. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to dignify that with a response.
2: There you go. Don't encourage and me.
1: And you already did. So don't, <laughs> there
2: yeah, don't, don't encourage yeah. me. Just ignore it. So, so run over to Jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find uh, the many ways we have of not only contacting the show, but becoming a paid subscriber. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G
0: and uh Chuck um I'm real sorry to hear that your scrambler got scrambled. It kind of reminds me of a time when I went to Mexico and ordered a pizza, and all they gave me to cut it with was Little Caesars. Yes, uh, <laughs> send all your uh. hate mail to the Deep Talk Show. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I just got a record player made out of chocolate. Yeah, it really sounds sweet.
1: All
2: right, boys and girls, I'll chat to you later. Have a good
0: one. Bye. You know, it's funny. I actually was thinking, uh, and and this is just random thoughts that pops into Josh's head occasionally. I was thinking, well, you know, it'd be funny if there was a place out there called like the Grand Mall, and but their flagship store was Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Mall, Caesars. Uh
2: huh.
1: Yeah. Got it. Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it was good. It was don't, good. Don't uh, <laughs> don't compete with Nicky G. <laughs> no, no, don't. I can't. Nicky G can't. has his job let him leave him
0: alone. But it was funny. I was like, well, that's weird. I was thinking about Little Caesar's earlier today too, but for a completely different mm-hmm.
2: reason. Yeah. Hmm. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go.
0: You can only hear you. Uh oh.
2: So you're actually getting the best part of the show, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. Sure. <laughs> We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? I think that It's another one of those that needs to be updated, but it's so good. It is
1: good. It's like a throwback Thursday.
2: Yeah. So uh, we want you to uh, listen to our interview episode this week with Tyler Larson, Larson, uh, episode 709, uh, moreflat.com, or uh, moreflate.com, as he likes for it to be called. (laughs) They have a great uh, airing system where you can uh, air down and air up all four of your tires in uh, really record time. I think the only faster way of uh, airing up would be with a, uh, an air tank. Uh, and uh, that one you have to fill up with uh, CO2, at least with the Morphlite, You do not have to fill it up with anything because you know, air is all around us.
0: You got tech questions? What uh, do I have? A- we have answers. Oh, that's good. I I- it's Tech Talk with Jeep right Talk. Yahoo! I've seen it all too many times. A hardtop Wrangler rolling down the street, windows all fogged up from a leaky Freedom top, and the rear window has about a three-inch stripe of clear glass on it. The rest, completely fogged up. Hell, even I've owned a vehicle or two over the years where the rear defrost only had a few lines of working defrostability on it, or it plane just didn't, didn't work at all. Sometimes the problem is more serious, like a relay or a broken wire somewhere. Broken wire is actually more common than you think, especially on older Jeeps, With that wire going into the rear hatch and that hatch opening and closing a million times, well, it's bound to break over time, especially if there's any corrosion. Well, another common rear defrost issue with the Wranglers is the main tab coming off the bus bar. This is where the power from the vehicle attaches to the glass. There's a little connector there that will sometimes rip off. It's going to be easy to diagnose this issue as the connector is right there in plain sight at the edge of the glass. That wire might be dangling right next to it. The repair will require a different product and technique than what we're about to talk about, but is essentially JB Weld version of cold soldering. And if you follow the directions, you can reconnect that broken tab and get your defrost back with reliability too. The go-to product for this repair is going to be Frost Fighter, and you can get it at most auto parts stores or even on eBay or Amazon for under 50 bucks. But more often than not, it's simply a broken or burnt out trace in the glass. What I'm referring to are those little goldish brownish orangish colored lines that cross the back window. Just about every vehicle on the planet made since the 50s, and that has a rear window at least, has these installed. Now those oranges colored lines actually par- are actually parallel linear resistive conductors that are in or on the glass. When power is applied, these conductors heat up, thawing ice and evaporating condensation from the glass. These condensators may, may actually be composed of a silver ceramic material printed and baked onto the interior surface of the glass or maybe a series of very fine wires actually embedded within the glass. If you have the kind that is embedded within the glass, well, unfortunately, the window will need to be replaced as there is no way to surface or repair this kind of defroster. Now, the surface printed variety is prone to damage by abrasion. You know, if you actually load your Jeep up with a whole bunch of stuff and you got some things grabbing and uh, kind of rubbing on the back window, well, that'll do it. You can actually feel the, condens- uh, the conductors if you run your fingernail up the inside of the rear window. If you can't feel the conductors with your fingernail, well, then your rear defrost is embedded and your glass will have to be replaced. If you do have the surface mounted kind of rear defroster, well, it can be repaired easily with a conductive paint material. Repair kits for this uh, very task can be found at well, virtually any and every parts store across the land. My favorite is the Permatex Rear Window Defroger Repair Kit. Did I say defroger? Defogger Repair Kit. Uh, these sell for less than 20 bucks and have everything you need to repair that broken conductor trace on your rear window. As with most, most things, the prep is the key to a successful repair. The process involves cleaning the window, masking off the area you want to work on, and securing the included template in just the right position over the broken trace. Then you simply paint on a new conductive line where the old one was broken. You take care in the prep work and follow the instructions while you'll be defrosting that whole window again in in no time at all.
1: This seems like a fairly easy repair that most anybody could do if they had this issue.
0: Well, you know, you'd say, like, uh, filling a dent on your fender would be pretty easy, too, just by, you know, what you see on YouTube as far as, you know, auto body work goes. But it's uh, actually uh, comes down to a lot of the technique involved. And, and like I said, it's all about the prep. So if you mm-hmm. cut corners in, in the prep work, you don't clean things as well as you probably should or could have, well, chances are it's not going to last very long or it won't take at uh, at all. So, and, I mean, there is going to be some some technical bit to it. But it's not like you're, you're replacing an engine or, you know, rebuilding the bottom end of your motor. It, this is going to yeah. be relatively simple stuff. It's just going to be a little bit painstaking in the sense that you've got to really pay attention to what you're doing and probably have a steady hand, too.
1: And, if you and follow had a the bit directions. Much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and follow the directions.
0: You had a little much deal, too much caffeine that morning. Well, you might want to wait till tomorrow and cut back a little bit as you're going to want to have a steady hand for this one. But uh, But nonetheless, I mean, if you've got the money, you have the time. Uh, then I I would say that you can definitely do this. Now, one thing I will say that is going to uh, throw a a bit of a monkey wrench in your plans for this is going to be overall condensation and ambient temperature. If it's like, you know, 37 degrees and 85% humidity, well, chances are you're going to have a hard time making this uh, stick, especially if you're trying to do the repair outside. Ideally, this would be done inside of a garage. Uh, Perhaps if you don't have a garage or your Jeep doesn't fit in one, uh, you may want to wait until you have a little bit of a more sunny day, uh, you know, where the ambient te- ambient uh, moisture level is, is a little bit lower. Uh, if you've got a lot of condensation on the glass, it's going to be kind of hard to dry that out. Uh, maybe have yourself a space heater or something like that where you can warm up the immediate area. And, uh, and that should help dry things out enough to where you're not going to have to worry about condensation building up on your repair.
2: So um, if you were so, if you so desired, I'm not saying this is the right way to go. Could you use a like a razor blade and pull off some of the conductive material and maybe uh, using this uh, per- Permatex stuff, uh, maybe put an obscene pattern on the glass so that you could just uh, <laughs> defrost the... No, uh,
0: unfortunately, if, if you've got like half of the traces, you know, that are, are broken on this, I mean, you're going to end up having to buy multiple kits. Oh, uh, the the wow. Permatex kit is only going to give you a few inches of repair. Um, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to repair half the glass, um, uh. or, or reroute er, er, everything. It's not going to work that way. Um, and, and so, uh, ultimately, no, uh, Tony, you're not going to be able to draw designs or, or, you know, s- tell somebody to F off. Uh, yeah. Behind you shooting the finger, defrost. you know, and it,
2: it starts <laughs> defrosting <laughs> and they go, wow, that's, that's, Don't that's, that's some work.
1: Yeah don't give tony any ideas josh so yeah.
2: what
0: is what is it it's a uh, uh, shaving cream uh, i think you can you could spell f u in shaving cream on the back window um, and then you know wipe it off really good and then the next time it it, it fogs up it'll say
2: f u in the glass <laughs> and do you write it backwards so that yeah, the, well, of course i mean yeah, it's, yeah it's, so, the it's, so the first rear viewer, so the first, first rear because it. Yeah. so um would this be something that would be advantageous to verify the traces by using like an ohm meter and then uh, testing to make sure that the pair repair was good, or do you, do you think you really have to be that that get careful with it, or um, just turning it's it? It's not
0: a on? bad idea. I'm not going to I'm not going to suggest that you go out and go buy a digital multimeter, um, you know, or something to where you can you can uh, test con- uh, continuity uh, across the trace. Um, I mean, yeah, that would be a good check uh, afterwards. That's that's uh, that's good. You bring that up. But I'm not going to recommend that you go out and go buy a specialty tool, especially ones that, that, that can cost, you know, a couple few hundred bucks um, just for the sake of, of testing this. Uh, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You can try it again, um, you know, or, or possibly even get, uh, get some advice from, uh, from a window replacement uh, place. You know, there's, every town has, you know, some chain stores that do this for a living. Uh, contact them and say, hey, I'm trying this. Uh, what did I do wrong? Uh, they might be able to help you uh, get your point in the right direction.
2: Self-lighting flamethrower with a kick pedal uh, that you would press <laughs> <laughs> to set the thing on fire. <laughs> Very cool. And and you can well imagine that it, uh, some of those mornings you really wish, especially if you parked outside, you, you really wish you could see when you're backing up and before you hit the neighbor's uh, vehicle parked in the street.
0: Or the kid's bike, trash cans, yep. you know, yep. little Susie running behind you. You know, yeah, that sort of stuff. Well, anything to add, Jeeper? Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, something, a topic, for instance, that you would like to be covered on uh, on this segment? Well, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Who knows? The next Jeep Talk Show episode you hear might have a Tech Talk with your topic on it.
2: So, Josh, it's been a little while since we talked about your XJ. Uh, I don't think anything's happened with it. Uh, bring the no. listeners up to date with what the problem is.
0: Well, uh, right now, my uh, my X j is sitting uh working into what are we in uh, year three now of uh, of it being broken down. Uh, I uh, a fresh rebuild um, went through uh, uh, an issue where, uh, I had, uh, uh had have, uh, had some head issues, had the head gone through, uh, figured I'd do a full top end rebuild before I put a brand spanking freshly rebuilt head back on the Jeep, uh, replaced lifters, uh, push rods, uh, had the head completely gone through all new gaskets all the way around. Uh, did some engine dressing and stuff as well while I was in there, really cleaned things up, uh, less than 500 miles later, <clears throat> uh, I ended up shaving a lobe on one of my, on, on the cam and, uh, and all of that work pretty much. Out the window. I still had the braking oil in the engine. uh, Like I said, less than 500 miles later after all of that. And uh, and here we sit. I was uh, about a mile from the house, maybe just under. Limped it back here uh, and found it was either number three or number four cylinder. One, I can't remember if it was the intake or the exhaust uh, lobe on the cam. uh, Completely shaved flat. Uh, I've got pictures where you can see almost about a quarter inch of the lifter had been shaved away uh, before the problem... uh, (laughs) The problem uh, uh, raised its ugly head with a loud bang and a complete loss of power oh, as I was trying man. to pull out of a driveway. So um, the Jeep has been sitting because um, I've got to have that head completely gone through again. That's going to be a nice chunk of change, uh, especially since everything was just done, essentially. I mean, yeah, it's been almost three years at this point, but that's um, one of those things to where you know I, I've got to buy all these parts. I've got to pay for this labor to have the head gone through again. Um, and there's still, I mean, I, there's, there's a chance that, uh, there's something else going on in this motor. Um, maybe I don't get all the metal and in 500 miles more, uh, the engine blows up on me again. Uh, it's in the back of my head and, and it's to be honest, a little bit disconcerting that, uh, I put in all that effort, uh, all that money. And that wasn't even all my money either. Some of that was listeners money. You, you listeners actually helped me rebuild that head. And, uh, um, and now that's possibly Needs to be replaced. I, you know, I don't know. So um, a lot of uncertainty. Not enough time. Certainly not enough money. Um, in 2020, I lost my job because of COVID. I was laid off and and had to completely switch careers. My schedule is completely changed. My income is completely changed. Um, so it's 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 one of these things to where uh, I, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money for the sport that I love. And and right now, my Jeep is 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 unfortunately uh, taking the brunt of all of that.
2: So how long was it before the uh, the company let you go called you back and said hey uh, could you could you come on back yeah. over here uh, we, we we, we uh, made a mistake we yeah. need you They they actually did 3 weeks later offer oh, uh, wow. ask me to come back I thought it was and, a couple and, of months or something but 3 weeks It may, yeah. it, may I, I, it maybe it was well, a couple of months you remember See, better it wasn't, than I do. Yeah. it
0: wasn't that long it wasn't that long after the fact and and I I was like you know well first off you you didn't really give me any definitive reason as to why you let me go I just assumed it was when I'd worked there for too long, I made too much money, and, and so top man on the totem pole had to go. Um so I uh from what I understand, they uh they've they've let a couple other people go that were kind of in my ilk. Uh had been there for about as long as I did and made about as much money as I did and and they were let go too. And they've replaced them with people who were there paying almost half. So yeah. It's uh it's one of those things where obviously they they made some bad decisions, uh, and, uh, and they're having to sort of pick up the pieces for it. Well, COVID you know, I've panic. moved on. I, I, had, I had three job offers before I got home that day. So, I, I, you know, no sweat off my back. I've been working since I was 12 years old. I've been unemployed less than three months, collectively, my entire life. That's amazing. That, that's, that's how much I've, I've, I've been working and and i I, I you know I, I look out there at people it's like, "Well, I can't get a job. Well, I've been unemployed for a year. It's like if you've been unemployed longer than two weeks, it's because you don't want to work. yeah, so if if I can do it, you can do it. I was homeless for a year and a half of my life, and in that year and a half, I was still effing working so if if you know i, I no, you don't have any excuse. If you're out there, you don't have a job, you're listening to this, get the fucking work.
2: So, what do you think about the engine repair? Are you thinking, you know, obviously that uh, you don't have the cash? I'm thinking
0: of an LS swap at this point, Tony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. well, I was thinking that. I mean, it, because might as well,
2: why are in there? Yeah, because of the metal issue. It almost seems like it's going to need to be a full I, rebuild, a breakdown I, of the block, and have it. Yeah, uh,
0: I. Uh, it's one of those things to where it's it's either going, and I don't I don't have room for an engine stand, cherry picker, all that all that shit. It, it's it's. Uh, it's like if if I can't get this Jeep put back together and get it running and 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 it, and it work, I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because I can't afford a, a three thousand dollar crate motor, right? And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down to the junkyard and go grab some eight hundred dollar four liter um, because it fits and throw it in there with my fingers crossed, hoping there isn't something that's going to go wrong.
2: Well, it's not a daily no. driver, so if if the no, price was no right. Not, Well, it it
0: it it actually may become a daily driver again. Oh. So I mean, hell, I'm I'm working and living virtually in the same zip code now. So
2: um, that was the other thing I was gonna mention. You you lost that job, uh, but you got one so much closer to the house. Yeah. So I don't have
0: that forty mile commute anymore. So so driving the Jeep is 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 now a possibility because I don't have, yeah, forty miles each way. Right. Uh, I, I don't I don't have that kind of a commute. And and to be honest, having Having something with a little more room would actually be, be would be kind of nice because you know with some errand running and stuff like that the company's more than willing to pay for some gas for me every now and again and if I don't have to put my you know my money into that tank then all the better.
1: Oh yeah, especially now.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll work out. But I mean, uh, even though the 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 job is uh, gone uh, gone by by you, uh, you're in a better situation. You just need to get the uh, the jeep uh, together. <laughs>
0: it's all, all it all it has ever needed is just get put back together. Well, I have I have the uh, the replacement lifters. I'm going to be reusing the push rods. Uh, I I had an issue with the cam. Um, there was some issues getting it here, and then once I finally did get it here, um, the the it, it the packing and, and and protection around it was virtually non-existent. Uh, the box that it came uh, that the first one came in had a giant hole in it. Um, there was virtually no padding in the box the The camshaft was exposed. Uh, and I was like well this this is a high tolerance piece of equipment that goes inside of a motor. It needs to be protected and it needs to be pristine and And here I am I'm getting a box that has this part literally exposed to the elements, and God knows what else, as this box was chucked in and out of I don't know how many trucks and trailers and how many shelves and everything else before it finally got to my doorstep. And so, no, I can't trust that this camshaft wasn't damaged, bent, screwed up, nicked, something that would absolutely cause an issue after installation. And so I had to go through the whole process of, you know, sending pictures and, and, and getting a new one shipped out and everything like that. Uh, had to wait for, I think it was UPS, I can't remember now. Um, whichever you know shipping company, uh, to determine whether or not they wanted to do an investigation, whether or not they wanted to have the device returned to them or not for the investigation. It was just, it was a bunch of hoops to to run through, and it was an absolute nightmare.
2: I was just poking around here on uh, Titan Engines to see what a uh, remanufactured 4.0 cost. Um, probably a couple of thousand.
0: Uh, I was going to say you're you're knocking in the ballpark at three three grand. Uh, I know a stroker was was about thirty five hundred.
2: Yeah, Strucker would be nice. That'd be fun.
0: That would be fun, but uh, I, I figured if I if I'm going to go down that route, I might as well just throw a 350 in it or something. I don't freaking know. Mm-hmm. I, I I seriously it it has it has been such a nightmare for me after all of that time and money, um, and to have everything just come crumbling out from underneath of me less than 500 miles later. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, I, I barely had a wh- one wheeling trip in it, um, just some around the town miles. I mean literally it was being broken in when all this happened. So again uh so it's just it's very very um disheartening.
2: Yeah, and you don't get to go off uh, go off roading any uh, in 3 years you haven't been off road.
0: Well, uh nah, not exactly. I I'm mean I'm sorry, uh, not in your Jeep is what I should not say. Not in my Jeep, yeah. Um I mean I've done some desert racing. I've I had some wheeling trips in other vehicles uh but uh but you're right. Uh, I haven't wheeled my Jeep. I haven't been behind the wheel of of uh of my jeep that you know i mean sitting in the garage I mean, to be honest no i'll go out there every now and again go sit in the in the in the driver's seat put my hands on the wheel oh well,
2: that's interesting <sighs> <laughs> have a moment have a moment i mean to get you a- get you set up so you can record from the jeep that way you have uh, time in it oh, once a week
0: oh, no my, my my cat sees more seat time in that jeep now than i do
2: that's funny well, it's such a shame. I hate uh, that that's the case. You know, the, the, the first uh, 4.0 rebuild that uh, I did on the 98 uh, had a similar, uh, similar issue. I think mine was the, the, um, um, the valve springs were too weak for the cam that I put in there, and it uh, gnawed down a, a lobe like yours did. Um, okay. So um, I kind of learned my lesson. So when we rebuilt the original engine, uh, it, we went back in with the, the factory cam and uh yeah this it, it could be the, the luck of the draw but you know it's been gosh probably a hundred thousand miles now and no issues with the engine
0: yeah I, I went down that road um figuring out whether or not i wanted to do an upgraded cam uh and exactly what that would take uh you know stage two stage three cam you know what what are you going to have to do what what's involved in that process And, uh, and I actually had a very long conversation with uh, a technician over at comp cams and, uh, and they, they took me to school and it was, it was a very valuable conversation learning about why I shouldn't do like a stage three cam in that even though i would want to and it would sound awesome yes and be amazing <laughs> and it's
2: so simple than a small block Chevrolet. you just put it in there and it's so cool <laughs> it just and it just works but man yeah. the 410 is a, a different order? beast
0: no it's a completely different beast yeah. and there there's all there's I and mean, honestly the biggest hurdle was the the uh reflashing of the computer having to have that having to to go through a very specific warm-up and break-in procedure, pull that computer, send it to comp cams, have them send it back, go through another very specific set of procedures, then send the computer back one more time, possibly twice more, before it's fully tuned and dialed in, so that they can um, basically adjust all the parameters to, to work with what the motor is doing. And, and it's, it's a lengthy process. Uh, it's, it's a minimum of 500 bucks for the first flash. And I, and I think they, they charge you for at least the second flash and possibly the third. But each time it, it's on a sliding scale, so you get charged less. But nonetheless, I mean, you and, and that's not including the price of, of the cam itself. That's not including the price of what you have to do to the head and, and the valve train. So it's it's like yeah that you could just go ahead and buy that cam but um you won't be able to run it uh, certainly not the way you would want to and you're not going to get the kind of performance you would expect out of it without doing a b c and z as right. well.
2: Yeah. No modification goes unpunished. Indeed. Well, very so that's cool. where we're at
0: with that's where we're at with the XJ Tony. I am I'm I'm hoping uh, to God I can get something going this winter. I cannot be without my Jeep another winter. I, mm-hmm. I I think literally something will snap inside my brain, and, and I will not be the same person. Well, a, so. lo-
2: a lobe will round off eventually, and uh, that won't be good for anyone. So huh. uh, I bet you have already looked into this. Uh, I know the XJs are very expensive these days. Have you uh, looked for maybe something that was wrecked or something that you could— uh, um, use with maybe even a low mileage engine Which would be really, really unusual But a, a wrecked low mileage engine Would be kind of cool Especially if you could find something in the 98-99 range So, my,
0: I don't have a shed And my garage is, is entirely full There is just enough room around the driver's side And the front of the Jeep um, For me to for me to do my work I uh, Even if I had another Jeep here One, I wouldn't have any place to put it Without having to park at least one vehicle out on the street Two, I don't have the room or the means right now, for that matter, to pull a motor, let alone once that motor is pulled, to then figure out how to get that motor into the garage. I would literally have to empty the garage in order to get that thing in there. So it would, at this point, a motor swap would be looking like I would have to wheel the Jeep out of the garage and do it on my sloped driveway. <laughs> so it's not, it's that, cobblestone. It's a cobblestone driveway that is sloped. So you're, exactly, so you're saying uh, the there's a chance. Not exactly circumstances for, for a cherry picker with a motor on it. So, yeah, the, a motor swap oh, is one of those uh, things. is so it possible
2: a, you work uh, for construction outfit? of it? Is it possible you could tow the Jeep to uh, the where, you, where all the uh, the facility and everything that you work is? And yeah, because I, I got forklifts there
0: and, and oh, stuff like forklift. that. forklift. I remember uh, when. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be great, except that's all gravel. Uh, there's no concrete out there. It's, all, it's a, just a gravel yard. Um, and, uh, I probably wouldn't have cover <laughs> now we have we have a big three bay shop. I've, uh, we've got a, uh, uh, like a four car carport That's, uh, about 20 feet tall. Uh, we could put stuff under, but, uh, all, it, it, all that space is all spoken for. Yes. I could get it out there. Yes. I have access to tools out there and even a forklift for that matter. Uh, but would I be in any better of a situation than, uh, than I was here? No, not at all.
2: Yeah. Well, just thinking.
0: No, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm sure
2: you've thought of all the different ways too but i'm just i'm just kind of curious
0: i've thought about pushing that goddamn thing off
2: a cliff yeah <laughs> dressing up like a honda and throwing the keys out there on the yeah, on the yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well uh you know keep us updated I, we recently had somebody i think it was on uh, youtube uh asking oh no it was actually on uh, the tic tac uh asking about uh more xj information so i think we've uh we've covered it not not happy xj information but xj information yeah sorry to West. uh
0: to end this note with a big debbie downer here that's uh
2: well like i said people don't know uh they and i'm sure they're wondering uh you know uh, how come you're not going off road you've got a really good reason
0: yeah i just wish it wasn't well jeeper if you would like some good news instead of uh all of this uh well check out the jeep talk show newsletter each and every week, we send out a new newsletter that has all kinds of information about what we're doing here on the show, who we're talking to, what we're giving away. That's right. We're doing, well, nearly weekly giveaways, if not monthly, and all sorts of other good stuff like how to join in on our Tuesday roundtable episodes. Just to head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You'll find a link to click and sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. Don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. I don't think you're going to regret it. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to consider becoming a paid subscriber and help support your favorite Jeep podcast. And as always, thank you for li- helping make us the world's number one Jeep podcast. You know, Jeepers always play dirty, don't they? Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, i since 2010.